Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy and we are here to bring you our very, very special pre-basho episode where we will preview the upcoming uh, Haru Basho that's taking place in Osaka, Japan. Yep. Didn't happen in Osaka last year in 2021. Uh, they had it in Tokyo instead, but this year we're back. Everyone's traveled down there. We've seen a whole lot of pictures of the rikishi starting to arrive and the temporary heya being set up and the training starting to happen. I think when those pictures start to come through, that's when the excitement really starts for me. But surprising, I think, everyone that they were traveling down to Osaka this time, given the state of COVID in Japan at the moment. I know it really took off after January, didn't it? I mean... I think Japan managed to stave off Omicron for a long time and then maybe because of the basho a little bit, but especially because of the Danpatsujiki ceremonies of Goedo in particular. So we saw Goedo. Yeah, that was the big one, wasn't it? But we were followed Mm. by uh, It was Yoshikaze. Yeah, so his was impacted by it um, because a whole lot of people then couldn't go and they were much stricter for it. But it was really Goedo's where everyone was just filled with the Fair enough. The love of Goedo and the love of seeing his, him finally get his ceremony Look, to have his, his top knock cut. It is, it is very, very hard to maintain social distancing when you're talking about Goedo. Well, you I want mean, to get in people's face. Exactly. And the classic picture was one of the demonstration bouts where Terunofuji Fuji picked Mitakuyumi up with his legs waving in the air and everyone's laughing and loving life and their heads are like two centimetres from each other and they're just huffing on each other and both of them ended up with COVID, as did a lot of people in that ceremony. I remember at the time you said, well, now they're all going to get COVID. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was something, some crazy figure like 30% of uh, the sumo mm. or the rikishis contracted COVID mm. after the January basho. So I think this is going to be a big cloud that hangs over this basho. Obviously, everyone will be recovered, but what will the lasting effects be? We've heard of uh, training being interrupted no inter heya training happening. People have lost weight. People yep. have lost their appetite. We'll get into some of these stories in more detail later. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear the specifics from mm. some of the rikishi, which we will talk about because you don't often hear that type of news, the medical news, I suppose, and we have had a little bit of it leak out. So uh, we'll we'll go through that. But I think it will definitely come into play in Haru, you know, who's managed to recover and it's just so soon afterwards. This was the end of Goedo's Danpatsushiki was um, the 27th of January or something like that, right at the end of January. And then the first news came out about Mitakuyumi on the 31st and it all sort of snowballed from there. So that's not very long ago. We No, it's not at all, is it? Mm. Um, we both haven't had COVID. So, <laughs> so in a way, like, I don't know what it's like. And I know everyone gets it differently and, and the effects can be different. But to me, it's just something I can't understand. Mm. But I I know that, well, I can make a guess that sport and recovering from COVID don't go very well. Yeah, together. and big guys with um, bad lung situations as yep. well, you know, with a predisposition to breathing problems anyway. I just, I think the stamina will be impacted a lot. I think having to back it up every single day, I just think they're going to get super tired super quickly. And yeah. basically, I mean, it'd be easier to list the rikishi who didn't get it. So yeah. well, let's do that now. With themselves. Chiyomaru, he was the only one who didn't get it. No, that's not true. <laughs> but so we know they travel, well, they've already traveled down to Osaka. Um, across Japan, they're still sitting at about 60,000 new COVID cases mm-hmm. a day. So it's very much a, still a, an ongoing concern for them. The Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium from memory has about a capacity of five or 6,000. 
Mm-hmm. We would imagine that, that that will be reduced. I would think so. I actually, actually haven't heard any specific news about it, about the numbers that they're going to be letting in. But I think there's the still social distancing there. So I, I guess that they will halve or three quarters that probably. Yeah. And it was obviously the uh, home of the quiet basho that will go down in history mm. in uh, March 2020. Yes, you've still got to keep your feelings on the inside, I believe, but at least I'll have people there this time around. I, I think that's when I'll know that Sumo is back. With the screaming. With the screaming. Yeah. Someone hollering Ryudan from yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, always exactly, a classic example exactly. I can remember. Just one guy who absolutely loved Ryudan. It was you. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was someone else. <laughs> yeah. I said, oh, I'll just go get us some lunch. Yeah. All of a sudden I look up the back and it's just. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, So, yeah, in Osaka we've seen, I've seen um, the Instagram of Miyagino Bayer. They've um, started to do some work with Hokuseiho, some photos of him. Um, He's down in Makushita this time around. And we've seen um, Nishonozeki's temporary setup. And I just love seeing all of this. But let's chat the actual guys. Let's talk about Mitakuhumi. Well, yes. So... The big news, obviously, uh, that we spoke about in our uh, Banzuke episode, that we have a new uh, Ozeki Mitakumi. Uh, and what I think is a big deal, and we're going to focus on today, is that ceremony, the Ozeki ceremony, where they hold up the big fish. Yep. Always a highlight. Yep. <laughs> uh, but let's have a look at his part of his sumo speech. And I want yeah, to get you make th- a bit of a pledge, don't you? Yeah, you do make a little bit of a pledge. And I, I want to get your thoughts on this. So his pledge was that, I'll do my best not to disgrace the rank of Ozeki and to devote myself to sumo by being grateful and faithful to my own sumo. Well, I, I like it. I mean, it's, it's pretty straightforward as they always are. I think the first half, I'll do my best not to disgrace the rank of Ozeki. I think basically he, there he's given a little nod to Shodai. Well, <laughs> oh, a bit unfair no, but, coming from me. Well, that was Shodai's... He said the same thing. I wonder yeah. whether that's a standard thing. Yeah, that... that could be a standard bit. But this, devote myself to sumo by being grateful to my own sumo. Grateful and faithful. Faithful, fair enough. So that's... Doing your own style. Yeah, gumbrising each yeah, and yeah. every day in my <laughs> own style. But being grateful for my own sumo. I don't mind that addition. I'm not sure that I've heard that before. How can you be grateful for your own actions? Well, it was interesting. Um, uh, Mitakumi shed some light. Um, when he was asked this very question. And he said that his mentor from junior high school taught him to always be grateful Mm. for sumo. So my question to you is being grateful for sumo, is that different from being grateful to your own sumo? Oh, did he stuff up the wording a little bit? So what he actually meant was I'm grateful for, you know, the place of sumo in my life and everything that it's taught me and the, the resilience and the fortitude and the, you know, working towards a goal and the strength in my body and all of that. But he accidentally said my sumo, which just meant that he was being a little bit arrogant, like, yeah, really, like, <laughs> but, did a great job. But it's interesting, this idea of gratitude and it's not a concept that I've heard spoken about from a ricochet, but there's something I think probably the opposite of arrogance. I think that it's quite a humble thing to, to pledge as being I think it's meant to be, yeah. It's meant to be, yeah. I just think might have. Yeah. I mean, straight after that, he hauled a big fish in the air. So it's, you know, hard to reconcile those <laughs> two things. And his grin was huge. I mean, he was so happy about all of this. It's yeah. great to see Mitakumi look so happy with that trademark grin. Um. Yeah, so a beautiful speech by him, but then of course, got yeah, well, then down he, by COVID. Yeah, and there was some news out about him and how he dealt with it. It took him ten days apparently to get over it, which, as we've said before, getting over it is only really the 
lack of immediate symptoms. He dropped from uh, 170 kilos to 164. There is a bit of weight fluctuation in between Basho, like we do see um, Rikishi trying to gain weight or trying to lose weight depending on their situation. So weights can fluctuate like this, but as a result over that short, short time frame, um, which would be a result of, I think he went to hospital, he and Terunofuji both went to hospital um, and just sort of lying there and not doing any, not eating as much and not doing the same training Well, that's the, caused him to drop Yeah, that. we spoke about before this idea of having rikishi hospitals and uh, having, you know, um, the right food for yeah. them to keep the weight up while they're lying there. Just pots and pots of Junko. But he has remained positive. He said, obviously, he was on a high after becoming Ozeki and moving through that spate of interviews and um, publications about him and being on the front page of all the newspapers and stuff like that. So I think he was able to, or he said at least, that he was able to take a lot of that positivity and move through the illness and um, he wants to, you know, look strong and not disgrace the rank of Ozeki. Yeah, it's, it's going to be so interesting, this Basho, because of this complication. I think take COVID out of it, um, we saw Mitakuyumi overcome in the last three months this uh, inconsistency we've seen. Mm. So now if we see that inconsistency again in that second week, is it the old Mitakumi coming back or is it just the effects of COVID and not being able to sustain that performance? Yeah, exactly. I do get the feeling with him that he is someone who responds reasonably well to pressure. I think his, his inconsistency is more a sort of deep part of his own sumo that he was working to overcome, but he never seemed particularly distressed about it or, you know, he sort of just always presented as a guy who was trying to become Ozeki. Yeah, but see, I, that, that's a great point, but I never knew whether that was a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, he never true. seemed to get down in the dumps. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe pays dividends no over floppy a long term. Absolutely not. Never. No, so I'm really interested to see how he goes. I, I think he's probably the forerunner for me. When we talk about Terunofuji, maybe, you know, he just looked not so good at the end of January. Well, let's jump over and talk about Terunofuji now. Sure. It was interesting coming back and watching his final run of bouts after he sustained that heel injury, mm. which I thought was a knee injury, but I learnt today it was a heel injury, mm. about four days out from the end. I think we might have missed that a little bit, the old heel injury. We knew something had gone wrong, but I'm not sure I'd ever clocked in that it was the heel. No. But, Apologies, everyone. But what, we weren't doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. That oh, didn't matter. <laughs> didn't matter. Oh, sweet. <laughs> You'd apologise to me, but I didn't notice it Sorry, either. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, but, yeah, wasn't it? It was interesting watching it again and seeing after that it was like a different ricochet out there. It just couldn't stop moving backwards. Blown away by Arby, blown away by Mitakumi. And also just twisting a bit more, like he was taken off the doyo a couple of times and that's a problem for him because he um, he obviously landed weird on that heel or, or clipped it or whatever and then because he was falling more, because he was being pushed back more, what I noticed re-watching those bouts recently is that there was a lot of um, lateral movement of his body and it just felt like it was exacerbating all of his other injuries yeah. as well, the knees yeah. and, you know, the other bad parts. So we've got Terunofuji coming in under a possible injury cloud. You've mm. got Mitakuyumi, Shin Ozeki Mitakuyumi coming in under a COVID cloud. What about the other two yeah, Ozeki? We've got the it's two Kataban Ozeki. It's very Ozeki. cloudy. It's, it's storm clouds <laughs> up the top. 
at a time where we really need a new Yokozuna. So there's one Yokozuna at the moment who is, um, you know, a few que- – he's in- exceedingly strong. Yes. And his run of uh, Yusho have been incredible. But, you know, there is there is an injury cloud and so the other guys would be eyeing off another Yokozuna position. And Sumo really – the sport of sumo is eyeing off another Yokozuna position. But we've got these other guys, Shodai and Takakesho, who are both Kataban. So Takakesho, um, he had the ankle injury, went out on day four in January. And now he's just a bit of an unknown. He has been training apparently um, only fairly recently. So he gave that ankle a little bit of time to heal. Probably didn't have any surgery or anything. Came to Osaka on March the 10th and everybody's like, he's doing all right. His Oyakata said he's doing okay. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, you don't doing okay. You don't get a lot from the Takakesho camp, no. do you? So, doing okay. He's often one to overstate Takakesho's form mm. coming into a basho. Well, I think he wants to protect Takakesho a little bit. I think Takakesho is the one who overstates his form. Have I got that? He's always like, "I'm fine, I'm fine," and his Oyakata's like, "Maybe you want to just rest a little." Ah, bit. okay. I've got it the, the other way, way around. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I haven't heard okay. anything from Takakesho. Mm. Well, you never, you never do. <laughs> so if the Oyakata said he's doing okay, that must mean he's doing very well. It could be. He could be trying to be careful. Yep. Yeah. So he will need to get eight wins uh, to uh, rescue his Kataban status. Do you, uh, sorry, do you think he'll do that? Do I think he'll do that? Yes. Yeah. Good, good talk. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got the motivation. I think that Yokozuna uh, goal is strong. It's only if his body can keep up. Mm. His body seems to find new, new ways <laughs> Each time. For a young guy, his body's finding a lot of ways to fail. It's very true. I think he's only 25 still, isn't he? Yeah. 24. I feel like he's been 24 for two years now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, age in times of COVID. I think no, we've I commented know. on this before. I, The only person I know whose age they are is Takiyasu because he turned 32 really recently. And it was the same time they announced he had a, a second baby and, you know, I know he's 32. There we I, go. If I read between the lines there, I like this idea because of COVID and the impact in 2020 that we shouldn't have had to add a number to our age. Yeah. I've he, seen people say Yeah, that. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So are they just going to carry that on and nobody oh, can ever remember what age anyone is? It's just a, a suggestion. Mm. but. So how old would you be? <laughs> 43. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be 42, wouldn't you, if it was two years? Oh, we're going to do two years. I think so. Oh, so we stop it. It's like rank freeze for COVID. We do age freeze. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like everybody would be on board for that. Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> um, the other Ozeki Shodai seems to be suffering a bit more or at least suffering publicly a bit more from COVID. Yeah, well, his voice was really croaky when he did an interview. So there's this actual physical sign of him not recovering. And then he said, short I style, you know, he sort of let it all out. He said he he hasn't got his voice back. Um, it is a struggle, a little bit of a struggle to talk. He had a fever. He lost his sense of taste. He spoke about that as well. So he said he could taste saltiness, bitterness and sweetness, but they were all jumbled up, like things tasted like the wrong things. That's a different thing from what I've heard about COVID. Um, I've heard that you can totally lose your taste, but his was a different thing. His was, 
like everything tasted wrong. Yeah, and he continued to paint the picture, and I'll, I'll quote directly here, drinking coffee, there is only the bitterness, so I could taste that. But food has more tastes, so I couldn't discern the aroma of the chunko. Now, something's wrong in life when you can't determine the aroma of the chunko. Well... Nightmare. I mean, is it a life worth that's, worth living? That's all I need to do, determine the aroma of the chunko. But, I mean, even in that sentence, he's all over the shop there. What's he yeah, saying? I'm not really sure. Because I've heard... I mean, the, what I said before was my interpretation of what he said, that it was all jumbled up. I think he's saying when he drinks coffee, usually, you know, you might... The bitterness is tempered by a bit of sweetness from the sugar or whatever, but he can only taste the bitter. But in the previous sentence, he says he can taste the sweetness. I think he's got COVID brain. In a jumbled way. In a jumbled way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this speaks to how refined his palate is. Because when I drink or eat any food, it's all jumbled together, the flavour. <laughs> but obviously he can taste each element very distinctly. Yeah, he's a taste master. Yeah. I mean, you've seen him sipping a white wine. He <laughs> loves taste. What, he's he a man of. He, he is. He knows about the tannins, about the oakiness. Yeah. But now they're all jumbled together. He's usually too. up giving a five-hour diatribe on the aroma of the chunko every night and the younger Deshi are like, oh, no, shot, I was about to get up again and speak about how tonight's had a little bit more, you know, umami and the salt was a little <laughs> bit high. And they're like, oh, it's time for shot, I speech again. And he gets up and he's just like, I can only taste bitterness. Jeez. Is there a sadder sight than short eye wandering up to the chunko pot and smelling and just... Shaking his head and a single tear going down his cheek. Roughly going, I can't smell it. We shouldn't Should joke. I? I mean, I think you're right. He is a man of impeccable taste. So when I heard that his taste has been impacted, it, this hit me hard. I know. Look, I for someone who a lot of fans, you know, seem to not like that much, there's been a heap of talk around him. It's funny, Everyone's isn't it? on board oh, with discovering on. how, how short is going to go. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. He's Ozeki and um, it's one of the main narratives of how the, the Karaban Ozeki is going to go. But I, I'm i on the record of, of being a big fan and, and I really hope it, it goes well. But I really don't have my hopes up because the other thing he said is that he said, I'm a bit late in getting in shape. I'll be listening to my body and upping the pace as I go along. Okay. Let's, we need to break that down because there's a yep. lot of ideas in that. So firstly, he's going to be listening to his body. Is this the right thing for him to do? Or should he be telling his body what to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit passive, isn't it? Mm. That, that feels like shorter. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if his listens... body goes floppy, is he going to listen to that? Yes, that's what I think the danger he's is. Like, He'll be like, well, the body says just to step backwards over the rope. Yeah, yeah. Big concern there. The other part of that, though, to me is more encouraging. Upping the pace as I go along. Start slowly. He knows this is a, a basho of 15 days where if you can... Start with seven losses. Start with, Exactly. Yeah. So he'll get eight wins at the end John against Cooney people. <laughs> yeah, against people who've gone too hard. I think this is genius. Oh, yeah. So all Wait he... till everyone have their, their COVID flagging later. Yep. And then he comes back. It's the Steve Bradbury of sumo. Uh-huh. If you're not Australian, you probably don't understand that reference, but he was uh, a speed skater in the Winter Olympics who won our first gold medal ever by being the only guy who didn't fall over yep. on the last turn. We love him, Australian. So funny. I think if Shot I can not listen to his body... Up the pace as he goes along, we're talking double digits. All right. Okay. So, well, I would have asked you the same thing. Do you think short I can uh, I, get, well, eight? You've said double digits. 
I, okay. Look, I have. Um, I, I think I think this is a great test for him. Um, I want him to do it just for the haters. Yep. Always. 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 All right. Well, that's a big question. Will it be short eye or will it be floppy short eye? Shin Sekiwake, both of them. Wakataka Kage and Abi. This is where the excitement is at. How are these guys going to do? Abi, of course, um, has just yeah. <laughs> blitzed his way through, yeah. hasn't he? And Wakataka Kage too has had mixed success in Sanyaku, but mm-hmm. this time feels a little bit different for me. There's something though that fills me with optimism with two brand new Sekiwake. It just feels like it's a different game. And it's good times at uh, Arashio Bayer as well because uh, he's Shin Sekiwake. Wakamoto Haru is at his highest rank ever and so is Koto Kuzan who is newly into Makuchi. So maybe he'll be riding on, you know, there'll be a few few good times at the Haya and they'll all encourage each other. And and every time you tell me that the, the Oyakata is ex-Sokakurai, yeah. it's like the first time I've heard <laughs> it. I, like, I can really? never remember it. I'm like, wow. Because <laughs> I love that guy. I, I, yeah, he was around when we first started watching yeah. and, uh, you know, he had a very colourful career, let's mm. say. Um, but obviously a great Oyakata who's able to condition and develop the younger Rikishi really well. Yeah, and I think in sumo when you get to this position and you're the most senior um, guy in the Haya, then you've got to model that behaviour and Rakataka Kage is taking that on and he needs to be the strongest. He needs to model the winning form for those, well, they're not younger. <laughs> I think they're both older than him. Um, but he needs to be the leader. And so at his highest rank, I think he uh, he's a man who loves to be inspired. Or yeah. I, I think he, he wants to do well. He wants to do so well. Hiro is really happy. Hiro Morita, um, really happy that his boy's back on, <laughs> back up the top. And he's uh, touting Wakataka Kage as the next Ozeki. So maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, I mean, he's a man who speaks from the heart and not uh, not from the head all the time. And I love that about him. I don't know about that one though. Hoshoryu. Hoshoryu. He's our Shin Komasubi, uh, uh, an amazing 11-4 back in January. Puts him at his highest rank. All these new ricochet up the top. Yeah. How's the young man going to do up here though? Well, he's he's fought all these guys before and um, he sort of has this experience. It's still coming, of course. It's still very new, but it's not like he's popped up from... Uh, real, it's not like he's come up too quickly and now he's like, oh, Tuna Fuji. I mean, he, he has fought um, everyone that he's going to be fighting around. He's been in the joy before. He he didn't do great. But um, as a Shin Komasubi, I think he's someone else who takes real heart from that and takes real real spirit and really wants to show that he is he has arrived. Yeah. And, I mean, he's an interesting prospect because even in the short amount of time he has been in the top division, you've seen his technique develop. You've seen it change as the quality of opponents change, as the size of his opponents changed. And I don't think it's stopped developing yet. And I think that's going to be his strength as he goes on. He will continue to evolve as a rikishi. Absolutely. And I think I don't want to always talk about Asashoryu when we talk about Hoshoryu, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he's moved through this period of Asashoryu absolutely berating him and just 
you know, going for him every single time. Well, hang on. Tell was, us about. There was oh, the TV show. There was a TV appearance yeah, from Yeah, so it was you. one of those shows that the, the sumo guys go on in between and I think Mitakumi Daisho, Abi and Hoshori was on and he was talking about, you know, I, I had to, it just got too much and I was getting all this negative um, feedback from my uncle and so I blocked him on Twitter. Uh, on social media and, and whenever he'd sort of come at me on the phone, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And he'll probably be angry when he sees this. And then in the style of Japanese TV shows, there's always a little box in the side of the screen. This little box pops up, pops up and there's Asashori. He's heard all of that. He's just like, what the hell? <laughs> and then they had this this little interchange. So I feel like that's led to a place where they have a much more, not equal relationship now, of course, but He's sort of weathered the storm a little bit. I think you're exactly right. And really, at Komasubi now, he's proven himself. He's not, uh, he's the real deal. Yep. But I wonder whether now that he has hit the Sanyaku ranks, whether New type Asa- of pressure. Yeah, new yeah. type of pressure. <laughs> Asashori yeah. ups his game. He's he- like, you unblock me. Yeah, yeah. Right now, because I need to yell a lot more. <laughs> you join well, my Telegram channel. I guess the question is, did it work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it did. Yep. It's, yeah. I mean, it's wrong on every level, but <laughs> you can't argue with the results. Well, he's, he's Shin Komasubi. The pressure's a new type. The pressure now is to hit the big guys hard and to uh, cement his position up there and not to immediately fall out. That would That would be fine, you know. That would be something that could well happen, but can he get some crucial wins against some of the strong guys up there? Yeah. Can I just, uh, he, there was an interesting quote that uh, a journalist got out of him uh, at one of his practice sessions. Did 25 bouts that day. He said, I'm training while listening to my body and doing the number of bouts I want to do. Should he be listening to his body? I mean, is this, what's this new thing of listening <laughs> to your body? listening to your body? I mean, I've never, when I go for a run... If I listened to my body, I would stop. I would stop after probably getting to the corner after our house. Yeah. Like I think you need to listen to a podcast instead. <laughs> and you need the podcast to be something that can really distract you. Like at the moment I'm listening to one oh, about a, yeah. a catfishing story and it's really interesting. I have to listen to a podcast that can distract me away from running. No. Well, what it's doing is distracting you from listening to your body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because it's my body like is just not into, you know, moving a whole lot. So, mm. but maybe if your body is into that, if you have trained your body, your body's like, yeah, come on, keep going. Remember how we did those weights yesterday? Maybe it's the body over the brain. Maybe it's the opposite of what I'm oh, God. going through, <laughs> my struggles. Well, I mean, I'll show you he's a cerebral ricochet. We've, we've mentioned this many times. He has a, a sumo IQ of over 150. Shouldn't be listening to his body, should be listening to his brain. But then you Maybe start. Maybe the sumo brain is the body. Well, then I think now we're starting to get into philosophy of yeah. what is the mind and what is me. Who is listening to the body? Who is oh, body? <laughs> who is body? The brain is part of the body. For sure, who is body? Jeez. We might continue this conversation. I need a, I need a nap. In, <laughs> Don't listen to your body. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to. I'm definitely not allowed to. We will continue uh, this conversation in our Patreon episode Mm -hmm. called The Philosophy of Man. Yep. Or I should say The Philosophy of Person. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but in the sumo world, it's pretty much the philosophy yeah, yeah. of man. So yep. I'll give you that. Ura, he's at M1. It's his <laughs> highest rank. Everybody chuffed to see him up here. I thought he might get into uh, Sanyaku, but uh, as we said in the Banzuke episode, we didn't do Guess at Banzuke, so who knows? It's funny, when we did do the Banzuke episode, I feel like I was in the trees a bit too much. Mm-hmm. Now that we're stepping over it in a big picture sense and we're looking at it from a distance, what a there's just so much good news here. It's such a great bunch of Ricochet up the top, so much potential, so much potential for surprises. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Ura's going to be fighting all the good guys as well. I mean, he's basically in the same position position of Hoshoryu. He has a little bit of, I don't know whether you'd call it extra incentive to get himself in the Sanyaku again or uh, not again, whereas Hoshori is sort of more to stay. But he's going to, yeah, they're fighting exactly the same people. Mm. Uh, we'll see later who they have, who they both have on day one. Yes. Well, uh, so, oh, please. Oh, I was just going to say the other news um, that I looked up, because uh, I actually couldn't remember. It was a while ago that this came through, but Hidnomi is back. So the gambling scandal, um, they didn't end up prosecuting them. It was a little bit unsure as to why. They sort of went through the whole mm. um, examination process, what's it called, investigation, <laughs> um, and worked out what had happened. So Hidnomi and Shidan, but no prosecution, which means that he's not banned for yeah. a long time. He wasn't banned by... Um, JSA for any longer, and he's back at Jurio 2 West, and Sheedan's back at uh, Makushita 11 West. Very, very good news. Are you happy? Oh, I'm very, I'm relieved. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't want to see Hidnumi go out like that and deny us the double brother win yeah. condition. Yeah, yeah. Well, he needs to get straight back, please, and then we can so start that again. I'm going to throw you some Rikishi names of Rikishi who are at their highest rates. Mm. Each one better than the one before. <laughs> so as you mentioned, Ura. Yep. Ishiura. Yes. Now I think this has been a long road to get here, but his sumo's been <laughs> so good recently. He's at Maigashira five. Wakamoto Haru. Yes. Yep. Love it. He's at Maigashira nine. And Kotokuzan, who you mentioned before, is at Maigashira sixteen, also debuting in uh the upper ranks. Yeah, there was a little feature on Arashi Obeya for the NHK World um, sumo preview. And they mentioned that Kotokuzan was like a real happy sort of joker guy, a guy who brings the energy to mm. the stable. And I, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem very sombre on the doyo. He does. Mm. He really does. He always looks like he's really concentrating. I mean, I guess to get to Makuchi, which he's now achieved. Yep. <laughs> um, but the general feeling of success in the stable might. You know, wow. let him let his yeah. personality come out a little bit more. So I, I was happy to read that. I always love to hear a little bit about the individual personalities of some of the Rikishi. So that's great for him. In Jurio, the highest the guys at the highest ranks are Tohakuru. He's back up there. Asana Waka, yeah. the uh, <laughs> sumo accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Is it us who said that? <laughs> I don't know what we line. say. Um Kidnawaka, Hiradumi. Uh, they're all at their highest ranks. Ryuden's back in Jurio. Jurio 13. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it, it, it almost it's almost like you expect him to, to win Jurio, wreck at the bottom of Makuchi and be in, and be in Sanyaku by November. <laughs> do you know, I mean, that yeah. seems to be the, the way you do it these days. Well, if he's taking Abi as inspiration, he should do that. Look, I think my biggest, yeah, my biggest concern for Ryuden was his form in probably the three or four Basho leading up to his break. 
I thought it was ordinary. Yep. Yep. Totally. And I'm a big fan. Yeah, he lost it. This comes from a place of love. He lost it. Well, yep. he he was kind of, well, he got up to Komosubi yep. and then started to move down, then introduced the hip wiggle. And then the hip wiggle like worked for, I remember it working for like maybe seven bouts or something. Like people were just like, what's happening? Was this at the touchy eye? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, he, and then it yeah. just all fell apart yep. for him in more ways than one. Um, debut. In debuting in Jirio are Atami Fuji from Isagahama Stable and Shimazumi. Atami Fuji, everyone's super keen on this guy. Yep. He's come up very quickly. Lovely fellow from all reports and, and uh, looks just very great smile. Very keen to see how he goes. I'm not on board yet. No, I know. Because every time I give you this, I feel like I've given you this feel a couple of times. He's from Iskahama and yeah. look at this smile. Oh, look. You're just like, meh, meh. I need to see, I, I need to see him on the dojo a Yeah, few I respect times. that actually. Yeah. Yeah, you can't just you know, be like, that guy's cute. You know someone, yeah, well, you can and that's completely fine. But it, it's almost like when too many people are recommending a TV show for you. Yes. I'm kind of like, I'll get around to it when I'm ready. What was that one that, that I've just refused to, the soccer one? The, re- the soccer team. Oh, um, someone's name. Yep. Yep. Mr. Something. No. Jimmy something. Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that show. Yeah. Oh, uh. I've turned my nah, data anyway. off on my phone. People it's will fine. be screaming it it's because fine. everyone's watched it. Yep. Um, but every yep. time somebody says to watch it, I'm like, I won't. Yep. So for me, Atami Fuji is the, whatever that show's called of Sumo right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work so well. So <laughs> look who's hanging around these lower ranks, Hokuseho. Yes. I just wanted to mention him because uh, he's fallen to Makushita 5 um, and presumably he'll be able to do something there and come back. But it, it's just disappointing because he did mm. um, hit that Jurio point, get COVID, and then it's sort of all taken a turn from there. But I'm looking forward to him. Him doing well absolutely, that He's rank. Got and if he does do rank, uh, do well at five, he should come back to Drew. He, you would expect that. Um, let's move on to the Qjo report. You've got lots to tell us. Yes, yes, a whole lot of. There's no Qjo yet uh, that's been announced on the page, which could mean that all 42 top division Rikishi compete on day one. It hasn't hasn't happened for a while. I can't remember it happening happening for a long time. Yeah, and. I mean, so maybe in a way the timing of everyone getting COVID, like maybe congratulations, Goedo, because, and the <laughs> organisers of that situation, because maybe they had, everyone got it in the best possible window. And maybe having 10 days of lying in sumo hospital, it's good for the knees, <laughs> good for the ankles, <laughs> good forced. for the elbows. Yeah. Yeah. Good for the heels. Yeah. Maybe everyone's Maybe. coming back at absolute full strength. I mean, <laughs> probably not quite. But if we see everyone start, I mean, that's a real boon. Mm, absolutely. I think it's time. Yeah? Let's Some singing? Let's do some karaoke corner. Brilliant. Um, the first track, I think you know what this is going to be. There was a huge drop that happened uh, on the Sumo Kyokai channel of Oyakata in the studio doing some songs, some uh, some names and faces you'd recognise, but one stood out and that was Kakuryu. What's his Oyakata name? I can never remember it. Kakuryu. Kakuryu Oyakata. Let's do this more often. Yeah. Just leave it. Kakuryu's Everyone a great name. Them. Yeah, keep your name. Yeah. And so we just changed the name of the 
the Haya. Well, let's do that. I, yeah, I feel there's too many rikishi names for me to remember anyway. Yeah. And when I've locked Kakriu in and he changes it to something else. Yep. Now I can just relax. Anyway. Yep. I've only got so much brain space. That's for Kakriu sure. Kakriu did my way. Yes. It was, it was just a real blessing yeah, for was, everyone to hear this. He's a good, good singer. I think I knew that already. Do you think? Did we, you know about his Yeah, voice? we've seen him sing before. He, It's about the pathos mm-hmm. rather than the vocal control. Mm-hmm. Why don't we take a listen and we'll come back and talk. I yeah. shed a tear watching this. Yeah. Kakuri's stocks have gone through yeah. the ceiling. He is just a joy at the moment. His voice suits that perfectly. Oh, doesn't it? But the, there was also, there's something about his career that was so beautifully captured yeah. in just the way he delivered oh, that. Gave me a shiver again, actually. Yeah. It, it's just a, it's a really great choice of um, song and he moves between, like that last when you heard his voice, like almost break a little bit and he's just like, oh. And then with the my, when he took that big breath and just belted out my at the top of his his range was just so great. I wish they'd hire an orchestra for these things. I know. I was really distracted right then with the brass going, like that. I mean, it's the karaoke thing where you have these backing tracks, but it's something we can't help but talk about. You've got great camera work. You've got great sound. You're in a studio. I mean, it wouldn't be cheap. I mean, I guess you could just get better samples. Like that sounded so MIDI to me. This is not bringing it down. This is not bringing it down. No. The voice is the real joy of this. But I I see what you're saying. Like when the voice is that good and the performance is that good, bad sounds will distract. Yep. Yep. Because different types of songs suit those backing tracks as well, but My Way really needs to be kind of respected because it's such a big song in the lexicon. Like it just... You've, you've got to really go for it. The other thing I loved about this, if you haven't seen the video, um, look up the, the um, NSK YouTube channel because every single frame of this, his face is perfect. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He looks poignant at the poignant moment. He looks strong at the strong moments. He just will take your heart with his voice and rip it out and hold (laughs) hold your beating heart in his fist while he's singing this. Look, I've got to say, so I think I played about 
80 or 90 seconds of that then. It was heartbreaking to have to cut down yeah. the full four-minute version. Goes for a while. So go and watch it on YouTube. Well, we should put the links up or something, should yeah, we? Yeah, we can do that. Let me tell you a little bit about the song, obviously made famous by Frank Sinatra. He did his recording in 1969. Apparently the vocal take was done in one pass. Oh, wow. Which is pretty amazing when you think about it. I'm guessing these sumo karaoke things we hear from this particular drop, they'd be comped together where the person it depends sings. who it is. Like probably Ikioi. Ikioi did oh, one as well. Yeah. He uh, probably wouldn't have to. He'd, he'd refuse to do a second yeah. take. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He'd be like, you've got it. Kakuri, I mean, is it about how much your time is worth? Are you just like, is Kakuri like, I'll give you one go and that's it? I feel like Kakuri would be like, I'll give you two days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we'll just hang out, we'll have a good time. Mm. But that I'm performance life now. didn't feel overworked. It no, did it feel didn't. quite natural. So That's maybe true. they are doing it in one take. I think the other thing that played into that for me, so I've got a lot of feelings about this, is when you see him commentate now, he's he's not a man of a lot of words. I think he he holds he doesn't hold it back. I think he's just a more of a shy guy. He's not the Hakaho who's just like constantly That's spewing so out. True thoughts. Yeah. And that added added something to it. Like you were seeing behind yes. the, yes. not the mirror, what do you say? Behind the curtain. Exactly. He was really sharing something with us that is not easy for him to share perhaps. Yeah. For him to be that vulnerable. And I mean, singing's not easy when you're not a professional singer to go in and do that and to sing a song that is so well known and then to sing a song with those lyrics when you've recently, reasonably recently retired as a Yokozuna. Yeah. Amazing. With a not easy career. I, I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but no, I, you're not, I felt absolutely. a lot. Did you? Well, the, the original song was actually written by a French okay. songwriting powerhouse of... Now, your French is good. You can help me with my pronunciation. Okay. <laughs> it was written by Claude Francois and yeah. Jacques Revue. Jacques? Jacques. And then uh, how, do you, how do you spell that? R-E-V-A-U-X. Revol. Revol. I have a... In 1967. <laughs> That's and the key to just really get into Well, it. you're going to need to help me with the title because the original title was Comme d'habitude. Comme d'habitude. D'habitude. <laughs> <laughs> but so... Sorry if you're French. In sorry if you're French. I mean, He's giving it a red hot go. Shout out to the French listeners. We know that, we've got a doesn't few. Doesn't that mean... It means like habitually. Well, yes. So the, the original song was about a couple kind of growing apart and... That that familiarity was the thing that... Um, Kakuryu and Sumo! Well, interesting. Interesting. I haven't taken it from that point of view. Anyway, Paul Anker, the singer-songwriter in the 60s, he wrote the English lyrics for it. Okay. So he took the song, um, didn't respect at all the previous lyrics and wrote something. And, you know, the story of... Well, he was kind of considering the story of a mobster getting out of the crime game and was thinking about Frank Sinatra when he wrote it because the Rat Pack were, you know, he said, Paul Anker said that they were, they would speak to each other like they were mobsters, mm -hmm. but they were like, he said they'd be scared of their own uh, shadow. Yeah. Anyway, so Kakryu joins other legends of rock who have covered this song, including Elvis Presley. Yep. Sid Vicious. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've heard that one. I haven't. Have you? Uh, no. Well, I have. Yeah, yeah. But John Bon Jovi oh. did a duet with Paul Anker okay. in 2007. I haven't I had the pleasure that. to listen to that uh, and I may never. The last thing I want to tell you about this song, that between 1998 and 2010 in the Philippines, six people were killed in karaoke venues oh. while singing My Way. Why? So 
Well, there's some theories on why it happened. It was dubbed the My Way killings. Right. So there's a few reasons. People think that the that when, when you sing that song, you're being arrogant. Okay. And you're being combative. Okay. And karaoke in the Philippines is, from what I've read, uh, people go there and drink hard. Okay. My Way tends so, to come so on. Australia, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. And Japan. <laughs> it tends to come on towards the end of the evening. Yeah. People are getting a little bit punchy as the yeah. night wears on. Could be a coincidence, but the result is that uh, in the Philippines now, most karaoke places don't have my way right. on the machines. Oh, it's the Mr. Brightside of <laughs> the Philippines. Mr. Brightside. I've had a no, punch no, up no. over that. I think, what would be our version of that? Um, well, the probably Queen song, what, you Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah. yeah. Or you mentioned John Bon Jovi, probably, um, what's their most favourite song? You gotta hold on to what you got. I live in on a living prayer. on prayer. Yeah, I started from like the bridge or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I should have let you go there and just yeah. go all the way there. Well, especially because I started really high, so I think once I got to the chorus, I would have been in trouble. <laughs> so, thank you, Kakuri. What a what a treasure yep. just to have in the sumo karaoke canon. The next one, we're going to go back to the f the original drop of these videos. They they came out about August last year. Uh, the original from the original group, we've taken a performance from Terunofuji. Yep. We've taken one from Onosho, and today we're going to present Toby Zaru's mm. performance. I really remember Terunofuji's one. That was the I love you. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, <laughs> we love and you that too, Terunofuji. That was just as he'd gone Yokozuna as well. Was it? No. I thought it was. No, it might have been. I think it might have been. Yeah. All right, let's take a listen to Toby Zaru performing the track called Dry Flower. <laughs> It's just kicked in. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I mean, I would have a lighter in my, the first thing you want to do that with that is get your arms up in the air and start swaying along. If Toby Zaro was up on a stage singing that, I would be up the front just in absolute 
um, oh. joy and delight. Or imagine if he was somebody else was singing it, he was in the crowd with you. You'd like gone to the concert together and you were both like howling it out. That's what that song sounds like to me. Just a really good <laughs> pop ballad to go for it. It gets higher and higher though, doesn't it? Well, it's interesting. I mean, he starts off a little shaky. Yeah. And it's almost like the opposite situation to his rise through this, the uh, Makuchi. <laughs> the higher he gets in the song, the more confident he is. Yeah. He does like really, you know, when you can sort of, there's that tiny little moment where you're like, oh, they're about to go real high and then it's like, oh, and they just go for it. But, it, it, you know, it's smacked of when you go to karaoke and you start a song without thinking about how high mm. it gets. Well, we are talking about the MIDI backing tracks before. Like yeah. they're really easy to take down. So I wonder if it was just, you know, he doesn't do a lot of singing, but maybe if you're more confident in the oh, studio or with your own voice, you could just say, look, can we take this yeah. down a little bit? Because it's literally a case of like copying it all and just but, being like... You know, there was Drop only it. really one note where I thought he's stretching for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to go up into falsetto, mm. which he did then. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really nice, I guess it depends what the original song was and what he was trying to reproduce. But I, I did feel, I felt the vulnerability in that. I really liked, it's great to listen to them on headphones I'll as well. What, yeah. I think I've just listened to these before, um, through the computer speakers or whatever, but you really hear their breaths and the, like any little shake in their voices. And it's, it's a lovely way to, to yeah. listen to this. And it really does feel, I mean, listening to this performance, especially we've always wondered whether they're tuning the vocals using auto tune or something oh, like it that. It doesn't sound like it. Doesn't it, does sound it? like it at all. No, you can hear that straight away. And same with Kukri, like we said, it's a very natural performance. Yeah. Yeah. But the pitch is, is very good. Oh. It's really on. not even any bits that I would, no, I would I'll call give it a pitchy. tweak here or there. <laughs> so interestingly, this song was written and performed originally by Yuri, who also wrote and performed Kakurembo, Hide and Seek, which was done by Onosho yes. in the same session. Also quite high, was it? Yeah. So it, it had high parts in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it must be, you know, Yuri is formerly of the boy band The Bugsy. <laughs> um, so, you know, no, no strangers to high boy singing. Yep. Um, he took the high parts. <laughs> he certainly did. I was, you know, digging around on the uh, UD sub subreddit on the dark web. So Dry Flower yep. was slated to be released as a, an English language version on February the 1st. This year? Yep. Oh. Changing the title to Dried Flower. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think that makes more sense. Makes more sense. Uh, it was meant to come out on February 1, but I can't find it on streaming services. Uh -huh. So I'm not sure what's going on. With him the... singing it? Yeah. So mm -hmm. they would re, yeah, he'd sing it in English. Mm -hmm. So not sure what's going on in the Yuri camp. Yeah. Well, I can tell my Japanese is getting better because I could tell a few lines in that. Mm. Uh, I, I really like that when you things suddenly start to clarify was a it little about, bit. Um, I think it was about a... Gumber eyes, do my own style. No, it was about a dried flower. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point he said, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay. Well, let's move on to the last uh, selection. So what we have here, this the title of this song is called Fight Zawanpaku Sumo. Uh, before we play it, I'm going to tell you that this is the theme song of the elementary school sumo championships, uh -huh. which are run by the Japan Sumo Association. Let's take a listen.
Wow, that's incredible. It's a very, very uh, uplifting tune, isn't Rousing. it? Rousing. Rousing. bold arrangement choices there. Well, I mean, look, we're listening to MIDI tracks again, but that's a stark contrast. Like none of those instruments you'd be hearing there are real, but boy, beautiful <laughs> sounds. Yeah, I've heard that bass sounder many, oh, many times. Absolutely. And then that kind of double kick section. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's the Casio tone rock beat, I double think. Tone, yeah. <laughs> double time drums. Did you, were you reminded of any other songs? Yeah, the Cotto Echo song. Yeah. Right? Da, 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 da. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know whether he's heard that or they've heard that. So, so my guess would be that this song is older. Right. Only because when I was listening to it, when I was editing, I, I could hear cassette hiss. Okay. I thought I could hear, like it sounded like an older recording. Okay. Um, so old mate down in... In Kyushu has might heard have, this might and gone, oh, I like it. that riff. Yeah. I got to take it's him to court. the first thing I thought <laughs> of. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> What's the one recently that you were talking Oh, the Ed Sheeran one. Yeah. yeah. Imagine the, the court case like that where it's just like, okay, they play a bit of Gumbare, Koto Echo, <laughs> and then they play a bit of the elementary sumo uh, Well, I, I anthem. think if, you know, if you're talking about taking this to court, Whoever wrote that part first, the other one is too similar. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they've heard it or not, it's too similar. Well, it's a good riff. It's a good melody line. It's a great melody line. Mm. I mean, it says, let's do sumo. It does. Let me tell you a little bit about this song. So I couldn't find any information about the original composer, but one paku sumo I wanted to talk about a little bit. One paku is a word in Japanese that means unruly, noisy, energetic, but the kind of energy that a young child has. Okay. Well, like we might say rambunctious. Yep. So one paku sumo is what they call children's sumo. So elementary school, this is like... Primary school. So primary, between, okay. you know, the ages of five and say 12. Yep. So it's, it's real little kids doing yep. this. <laughs> the cutest sumo. Interestingly, one paku... Uh, People might have heard that word before in the West because in 2016 there was a trend in Japan for the wanpaku sando. So the wanpaku sandwich yeah. became an internet sensation after um, people started building huge colourful sandwiches and they were known as wanpaku sandwiches. Wow. Uh, and if you, if you type in one paku just into Google, you'll get recipes for these sandwiches. Wow. Like they're just massive, colourful. And you just put anything in them. Well, it's about the, the original creator wanted to, to eat more vegetables in their life. So it's got, you know, crumbed pork or crumbed chicken in there, but like heaps of cabbage, mm -hmm. heaps of carrot, like heaps of vegetables, egg. Oversized salad it's sandwich. Just, and it's become its own thing. So go and one check that out. One sando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it for Karaoke Corner. Wow. Well, as usual, you have absolutely blessed our timeline <laughs> with some, some amazing tracks. And thank you so much for uh, all of that. We'll put the, well, I always say this and then I forget, but we'll try and remember to put those up. There's a, is there oh, yeah. a YouTube, uh, is there anything that goes along with that or is it just a, like a, an image? Uh, it's just an video? image on that one. So yeah. do you think they play it? Before tournaments or like, know. how do you think that's used to that song? I mean, in my mind, all of the young sumo children would stand around and sing it together yeah. before they start. Yeah. Choir stuff to fire themselves up a bit. Yeah. Because the, the last verse talks about, you know, 
taking the blows of your opponent and mm-hmm. powering forward with your own style of sumo. Yeah. So I, I think it is very much to, you know, get the kids on track. You know, yeah, and there's a bit of fight, fight. Yeah. 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 Some utterly bizarre lyrics in there. If uh, well, Maybe we'll post them at some point, but really strange stuff. Well, let's move on. Is there any other news we need to cover before we uh, get out of here? There are a few things that uh, we just happen to see around the traps. There's a new stable, a new heya. So it's uh, Oshiogawa Baya, and it's established by ex-Takakaze. So he's now called Oshiogawa Oyakata. And the reason I mention this is that He's made an interesting choice. So he's Takekaze, the kaze comes at the end, and he likes the tradition of the kaze, but what he's going to do with his stable is that the kaze is going to come first. So all of his guys, and he's just started to recruit, he's got one guy so far, he's got a new Mongolian guy coming as well, oh. they will start with, start their shikona with kaze. I love it. I love that. Yep. Good stuff. It's just turning things around a little yep. bit, keeping, and apparently the um, his Oyakata has said, I really like that you're keeping that tradition, but you're sort of making it new. Great. What a lovely story. Oh, so, it's a good story. Yeah, he's got his first guy from his old university, so he's gone with what he knows. This guy's going to uh, start off soon, and he said that he's a, he has speed and he's an, he has obedient character. That's a good oh, start. Oh, interesting. Build some good sumo on top of that and... It, well, and by an obedient character, I imagine that he's been bullying him and he seems to be able to <laughs> take it okay. He can tell him what to do. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah, he's just uh, enlisted a new Mongolian guy who looks uh, big and strong and good at sumo. Uh, I also saw that Moderna, the vaccination, uh, what do you call it, company? Well, they're a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, had pledged Kensho for Haru. Their banners will be on display for Abi, Ura and Kodnawaka. And they're doing this because the the vaccination rates in Japan are not as high as uh, well, they would the, like them the to government be. would like yeah, them yeah, to yeah. be. And so they're trying to promote, trying to find new ways to promote it. But for me, it does bring up this eternal question of who sees the banners. Because on television, yeah. on NHK, they tend to cut away for those bits. So you actually don't, there's no zooming in on them. There's no highlighting of them. There's no listing of them that I can see or understand. Um, And so it really seems like the banners are mostly for the people in the stadium who probably are vaccinated to get in. So (laughs) I'm just not sure always who the banners are advertising to. I don't know if I'm missing Mm. something here. There could be other benefits to the company doing it. They might get box seats for their executives. (laughs) They might get get lunchtime visits from... yeah. You know, from these ricochet that I they're supporting. So. so not for the public good then? <laughs> no, no, definitely not, which is kind of ironic. Now, one of the things that I've noticed through the pandemic is that conspiracy theorists like to find acronyms in things. Oh, yeah. So what I did was I put <laughs> into an acronym generator, yeah. Abi, yep. Ura, oh my and Kodnawaka. They're, they're those three So I put them names, together yep. to, and it would generate an, an acronym, and I was hoping to find some kind of message that points to some government cover-up, oh, some today. global cabal, yep. underground tunnels. Yep. Do you know what happened when I hit generate? 505 error, crashed the site. Oh, <laughs> that's Now, I don't know. Does that say Bill Gates is stopping me from seeing the true acronym behind these three names? Oh, look, I think so. I, mean, that's I think all... you need to go into the HTML code for that crash. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a big picture of... We absolutely... 
uh, need to know what the acronym is because oh, they're goodness. hiding it from us. Anyway, that's uh, my take on the Moderna sponsorship. <laughs> well, that came out of the blue and I love it. Um, the other thing I've seen is that there is no Mayazumo this time around, no car park sumo. Mm. There's no boys out the back pushing each other over because of COVID. They're, they're not having it. I, I'm not sure why. How long have you been watching sumo for? A little while. I can't believe you take this news on face value. There's going to be car park sumo. <laughs> you can't stop it. Oh. It just won't be in the car park of the uh, Kukugi Kam. Okay. They'll find... Or, the, or like a prefectural gymnasium. Oh, sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they will find... They'll find a car park They'll somewhere. find a car park. We won't know about it, mm-hmm. but they'll find a car park. Okay. You can't stop these boys pushing each other around. Well, I think they're, they're trying to protect the precious Mizumo babies. And what it means is that in May they will be, um, they'll still be able to compete, but they're just going to randomly select their ranks. They're just going to be like, oh, alphabetical order or something. You're but, like, yeah, hey, but... I'm four times as big as these, this <laughs> tiny boy. Oh, how far are they going to randomise up to? Um, well, whoever, I mean, there's always just only three or four or five or so guys. So they'll yeah. go I mean, into. I mean, it's random anyway down there, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make like, a whole oh, did lot you, of difference. Did you put this in your calendar and turn up on the day? Okay. Well, your top rank. Cause remember how people in, in well, my Zumo. There's no day to turn up. So they can't do that. No, but so usually, gonna, yeah, usually, usually yeah. people forget it's on <laughs> and go zero, zero. <laughs> yeah, right. Such a mystery. It's a bit, it's a bit unfair, I think, because I mean, it's COVID, so everything's fair, but, um, the sun done made that. Tsukidashi who go straight into Sandanme yeah. because they've won at whatever level yep. they need to. Um, they're going to be able, they get to come straight into Sandanme, but Mizumo don't get to get do their special, mm. you know, their special bouts. Yeah. Poor guys. I just wanted to give them a little bit of, of recognition and in, in May we'll be looking all the way down the bottom and we'll be uh, giving them a little bit. And look, on behalf of the the Sumo Mainichi community, Maya Sumo Rikishi, we see you. Gambare. Gambare. Yeah. Sitting at home in your couches and watching your sakubasha <laughs> on the telly. <laughs> well, I think that's that's all the other news that uh, I saw. There's probably a million other things. We mentioned before Goedo's Danpatsu Shiki ceremony, Takekume Oyakara. I did want to ask actually, he I didn't realise you could do so many small snips on the back of oh someone's hair God, yeah. that went on for so long. Um and it was very distressing, actually. If you, I saw a thread on Twitter the other day, which is what like distresses you. What do you have a little fear of that is sort of weird? And, and it's like the the bumpy things or mm. a certain style of painting or something like that. And I think for me, the back of Goedo's head before he actually had it restyled just gave me the shivers. All to me, I, I look, I, I completely concur. The the thing that really set me off was that I hate getting haircuts. Yeah. Because I don't like talking to the hairdresser. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't like I just that. don't have that kind of personality where I've got enough to say. So to sit there for two, I, I think of it as a two-hour haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we have nothing in common. Yeah. You and the audience. Yeah. <laughs> you and all your friends and family who are coming to take a little snip. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great to see, long overdue, and so great to see the celebration of such a, an excellent uh, rikishi. And um, what did you think of his post hair? He had it all slicked back, uh, so it Goedo, wasn't cut particularly short. Yeah, I, I thought it, it could have been braver. Yeah, it, it looked like it was just slicked back. We saw 
Tochiozan. We saw Tochiozan was curly on top. Yeah, I know. He looked so amazing. Good. Like he should have gone directly from there to buy a motorbike. Yeah. And a leather jacket because <laughs> yeah. he looked so good. And Yoshikaze looked yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Had a bit of body, but had definition on the sides. I, I just feel like Goedo, they could have just given a bit of this the clipper up the side. Yeah. Because he kind of looked like he did in Sumo, no, yeah, exactly. back, but yeah. without the excellent top it's knot. It's like someone just photoshopped the top knot mm. off. Mm. It's That's not a transformation. A I wanted to just get my hands in there yeah, and give them a ruffle up. up. Yeah. yeah. The tux? Yeah, come looked back good. out in the tux. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought it looked good. Uh, I mean, the choice of clothes of X Rikishi and, and the Oyakata is so good. We saw the they've been pumping out content yeah, on, the, on the Sumo channel, on the um, JSA channel. The thing we saw recently was Yoshikaze, Hakuho, um, Kisunasada. I'm just calling them by these names at the yeah, moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end it's of the fine, podcast. And Kakuryu playing golf together. And I mean, every single photo and every single second of that footage is a joy. Yeah. But Hakuho was wearing these red pants. Yeah. Hakuho has gone rogue. Yeah. And he's really split the sumo community down the middle as to whether they think he's a fashion icon or whether he's just lost it. He's just <laughs> terrible at choosing what to wear because he's worn a lot of ill-fitting suits. He's post-fashion. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. See, I mean, you plonk him on the streets of New York. Yes, I think so. And he's turning heads. <laughs> I totally yeah. agree. I think people are too close-minded when it comes to fashion. <laughs> Did you see there was a great photo of Kakuryu having a little nap in the golf cart? Yes. Kakuryu, Kakuryu. does what Kakuryu wants these days. Yep. What a joy. And just as usual, Nish- Nishon Ozeki, ex-Kis Nasato, just oh. taking control of every single situation he's in. His golf swing looked good to me. I never play golf. I have no idea. Yep. He looked commanding. He's still a big guy and he's just... Uh, just did well in Jeez, that video, I, I thought. Is there any way we can get a look at that scorecard? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how good wow. they are at golf, actually. Because with cricket in Australia, it's well known that a lot of the cricketers do play golf and it's it's a bit of a thing that they, they play together and stuff. Oh, it ba- used I to think be. I basketball still in the States is the same too. Golf yeah, is very right. big. Yeah. And so did they play golf yeah. ever in their <laughs> career? Like were you allowed to just go off and play golf? Have they ever played golf yeah, before? Well, this is the thing. Or is it's it not, like me, but, the one time I tried to do it where the, you know, the ball would just yeah. go clunk and go a couple of metres? Yeah. It's not something you can really pick up later in life. No. Is it? I don't know. Golf's not really for me, although I do enjoy a bit of Mario golf. <laughs> That's about as far as I go. <laughs> yeah, you do. And the golf, the other golf game on the Switch. Oh, um, every, every body's golf. Mina no golf. I think that's what it's called <laughs> yeah. in Japanese. Um, let's stop talking about golf. Yep. And let's talk about sumo. Yep. For tomorrow, these day one matchups. Mm. Well, this is them. what you were talking about before that all of a sudden we've realised oh. what there is up the top. I I, I comically rubbed my eyes yeah. after I saw this. Terunofuji Hoshoryu. End of the day, yeah. day one. Unbelievable. You got Shorto up against Daesho. I think we're going to see. If uh, Shorto's listening to the body or not, because mm-hmm. Daesho will come in hot, mm-hmm. I reckon, on that one. Ura comes up against Tucker Keisho. Mm. So because of injury, we haven't really seen these two go at it so much. Ichinojo, a name we haven't mentioned. No, Let's mention it too. now. Ichinojo. Up against Shin Ozeki Mitakumi. Uh, Wakataka Kage takes on Tamawashi. Now that is a dream matchup for day one. Yep. Could you think of an opponent 
that's harder than Tamawashi. Exactly. He's like just, just so good. He's going to be full of energy. Yep. He's going to be no coming forward. Coming yep. forward. Yep. Or North Shore takes on Arby Day One mm. in another piece of genius programming. I mean, they are, this is one for the ages. They're coming back to Osaka. They're giving us the good stuff on day one. What if I said Kirabiyama Endo? Yes. Yep. Magashira 4v4. And just before that was the other guy we haven't really mentioned today, oh. the other Komosubi, Takanosho, up against uh, Meise, who's just dropped out of Komosubi and before that, Sekiwake. So that will also be a, a red hot one. Both of those guys really looking forward to, to doing well on day one. Well, we've come to the end of uh, today's pre-basho episode and we are raring for sumo as no doubt you are and it all begins tomorrow haru in osaka we're pumped for it hey are we gonna live stream we're gonna live stream tomorrow on youtube oh Jurio, yeah okay cool try to take us down off that <laughs> probably somebody will someone will try oh. uh so we will see you then we'll see you then bye bye <laughs>